Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and beer. I think it's episode 358. I think that's what I typed. 57? 58, 57. It's around there. I forgot last week. I... Numbers mean nothing. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. Did you forget or did it just not come up? We don't have to say it every episode. It's in the title. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Like, when, when when this goes to people, the only people who might not know is us. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it has popped up, actually. 358. Perfect. And I'm here with Adam. Hey, I'm back. You're back. Hooray. Not that I left. I've just been... Compl- we, we tried to move our recording nights, and then we all forgot it. Inopportune moments. And my life is not organized in terms of days of the week, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and football has been uh, um, a bit of a uh, shit. The World Cup, World Cup ruined schedule, so there's been lots of mid-game, uh, ma- mid-week matches as well. Uh, so that has changed our, or well, didn't change. It stopped us from shifting over to the to the Wednesday, but we have done now. Oh, hello, it's a mm-hmm. Wednesday. Um, let's open some beers and we can talk yeah. about whatever we fancy for today. Um, what what have you got? What are you going to be opening? Well, I brought a bottle up, and I forgot a bottle opener. <sighs> oh no, you'll have to smash it on a wall or something. Crack it like an egg. I'm not sure that's how that Does works. Knife work? Uh, probably not. Uh, <laughs> you got a lighter? I might just... Yeah, I don't have a lighter in this room. Uh, I... Uh, why don't you tell everyone what you have while idea. I get a bottle opener? <laughs> Excellent. I'm going to be drinking Overtone... Shrine. It is 4% beer. It looks like this, for those of you on the video. It's pale ale. And it says, once again, we have collaborated with Glasgow's favourite metal band, Bleed From Within. This time, we brewed a super sessionable pale ale to pair perfectly with their new vinyl release, of their 2022 album, Shrine. Uh, the hops are cryopop, cryocitr... Start that one again. Cryopop, citracryo, citra, and simcoe. So, yeah, a 4% pale ale from Overtone. Normally, we think of Overtone as um, a bit beefier in their beers, going for the dippers and the higher percentage um, IPA. So I thought I'd try something a little bit smaller from them today uh, to start me off with this evening so i shall ooh, stick my thumb right through that one get it open get it poured out what have you got what, have you, what joyous things will your bottle opener bring forward for you uh i have a local durham brew from durham brewery okay uh, it is their dark angel stout it is 4.3 percent uh Drinks much bigger than 4.3%, a robust and full-bodied stout with coffee roast bitterness and rich caramel notes. Seven different grains, including oats, create a complex malt body. This is balanced by good old English hops. And it is suitable for vegans. Nice. Perfect. It's non-filtered, bottle-conditioned. Um, yep, Durham Brewery, I realized. Uh, despite living here for almost six months, coming on, well... Something like that? Yeah, it must be. Yeah. No, wait. October to April is six months. Um, is it only October? I suppose it was, wasn't it? You sort of were floating well, yeah, so back got, and forth August and September. Yeah, I got the job to start in September 1st, but didn't move there until mm. October, um, where there is here. 
Um, but yeah, so I realized I didn't really have any Durham breweries. Um, so I nice. figured I'd start with a stout. Have you had a beer from them before? Like, oh, you... I've had several, yeah. but just not on the pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I've not had the Dark Angel Stout. Um, it seems like something that they would do well. And it's still stouty weather, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's been raining here most of the day in Bristol. It's, it's definitely stout weather. Um, it was sunny oh. on the picket lines. Nice, good, good. That's what you want for the picket. You want it, want it to be nice and, and oh, sunny. Yeah, yesterday when I was, so oh, I'm under the weather. Uh, I'm sick with a cold, and um, I did not pick it yesterday because it was. I woke up and it was minus one, according to the Met, and I was like, Ooh. I am sniffly and my throat scratchy and. <laughs> I think I shouldn't go outside for a couple hours of standing still. Yeah, absolutely. I felt extremely guilty, but luckily my colleagues are like, nope, that's not how this works. <laughs> the point is, you need to be able to take care of yourself and have the time to do those things, and you don't. Exactly. So a strike day is definitely one where you're allowed to take care of yourself. Yep, completely, completely good. Yeah. I'm glad that everyone else... Uh, had my back. Had your back, exactly. Good. Um... So this beer, it's overtone. Um, it's mm-hmm. very light, uh, um, yeah, a little bit more straw um, than maybe the uh, the camera's getting it quite well actually. Um, really light nose, not a huge amount, but it's a bit fruity. A little fruit coming off the nose. What kind of fruit mm. is that? Mm, maybe a little bit of mango. Mm. Okay, flavor-wise, it's really nice. That's really... It, it's light. It's a very light beer. But it's very refreshing. That's really nice. Um, Really mm. light, kind of... Maybe it's a touch of, uh, of mango, but that subsides very slightly. What I was getting from the nose is there and, and sort of paired back a little bit to allow... Maybe a touch of something sweeter, but not too sweet in there. What is that? Maybe a little bit of orange as well. Mm. Mm. It's a nice little flavor combination, but it's, it's a 4% beer. There's not a huge amount to it. You know, it's sort of, here's a, here's a, a, a nice, light, refreshing, fruity flavor, and that's it. You know, there's not any kind of residual bitterness towards the end. There's no kind of earthy or piney notes kind of coming through at all. Absolutely fine for pale. I'm more than happy with it being just this nice, light, easy drinking beer. But, unfortunately, it means it's going to go down very, very swiftly. Is that unfortunate? No, not in any way at all. Um, There's, there's not really much more to say about this. Um, I shall keep pouring it into... My glass, keep supping away, and we'll come to you, Adol. Sounds good. Um, so, I poured a bit heady. Probably part of my pour, probably just because I rushed up the stairs with it. Mm. Um, but you can see the head, like, had hit the top level. Um, it's now subsided, and you got a nice, quite creamy, thick. You can see that it's, mm-hmm. like, got almost like a, like, an, uh, like a, a float, almost. Like, you've got that core bit that sort of has... Um, more body nice it's got a lovely sweet um with some coffee yeah so sweet coffee lightly roasted notes on the nose um 
more caramel than toffee, though. Okay. It's quite a round sweetness. Nice. Um, so it's almost like the roasted is not like lingering or intertwining with the um, with the sweet mm. uh, with the roasted rather. The roasted and the sweet seem separate, and otherwise, I think it would be much more toffee toffee like. Okay. It have that slight burnt edge to it if they yeah, were but, sort of yeah yeah a little more intertwined instead of like oh yeah it's got a little mm. burnt mm. oh it's nice and smooth um it's i'm gonna have to avoid it for a while because i think it's just a bit too cold okay i said it because the um that like slightly acrid there's a slight acridness that's coming through but it's really light it's just i think the rest of the taste just is getting held back by the the lower temperature. It's, it, I think. I mean, it's a it's a traditional English stout. I don't think it's supposed to be as close to out of the fridge as it had to, happens to be. Mm. Um, but it's really good. It's smooth. Um, I think the Xlivertex had something about it, like it, like feeling more boisterous or full bodied than the four point three percent. I think that's exactly what it is. It, okay. Already even cold, it feels like like easily could, you could mistake it for six in the sense of it's got that thickness. Hmm. It's got a projection of flavor that's like quite robust, and it's cold, so I can only imagine it getting wider mm-hmm. with the warmer temperature. Um, I think also like I feel like the malts, it's very malt forward, but I can't. It's a little bit of a jumble. I'm curious right. if the seven malts that are in it are so like will have their own moments on a, when it warms up or whether it's just sort of like my malty mm, a bit of a mash uh, it's still very good i just i'm curious about that just because of the temperature i know how that can allow things to especially the malts to sort of take their more space up yeah yeah super smooth again feels like a six percent you would want to drink you could easily drink quickly which is great when it's a 4.3 percent mm, absolutely and that it has enough volume that you're not disappointed and sort of trying to slam it back to like make it feel bigger but it's um yeah if you've because it's got that thick head and um quite a good flavor you have to like actually like pay attention to that the like actual like wetness and the viscosity is lower mm. than you would expect so it's, it's masking that quite well in the sense of you don't notice that it is a 4% where if, if there wasn't these other things, you might key into the fact that it's thinner because there's less alcohol, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so oh, I'm nice. curious as a, how it blossom. Already, I would say it's it's worth picking up. Um, it's just sort of bitter, acrid coffee enough with this light, light caramel touch that you could it's like a great sessionable stout mm. um but i have a feeling it will it's got more to tell cool nice yeah nice um the the beers that you've had from them previously are they more um kind of traditional styles yeah so so German brewery doesn't yeah is it is, is a traditional brewery that does most regular styles so it's not going to do like a crazy weird milkshake ipa for mm-hmm. example right it would but do an it amber just, or something yeah it doesn't do um just the same bog standard things i guess is the thing i want to say mm-hmm. okay nice um yeah cool good good um this uh, um just as i've been sipping it this overtone has opened up just a touch more i think maybe the fruit 
outweighed, or at least its its kind of initial sweetness sort of pushed a touch more. But there's a little bit extra going on in here, which is nice. Um, mm. That the, the fruit has subsided, or my palate has kind of gone. Oh yes, there are fruits here. Brilliant, and it's just allowing. This and it's not quite a bitterness. It's not quite a pininess, but it's close. It's very close to having this kind of like very light underlying pininess running mm. sort of through it, and it's maybe um, more of a a danker, maybe melon sort of flavour. Something slightly more riper to go along with that kind of mango. I think I was saying maybe it's orange, but maybe it's more of a danker kind of melon, perhaps. Um, in there. So again, something really light, a little bit sort of sweet, but it's got a touch of, of dankness. And it could just be that it's a kind of combination of maybe a little bit of orange and a little bit of like lemon or something, which is sort of mm. projecting that flavour. There is a little underlying extra in this as well. Doesn't make it any less refreshing or nice. Just adds another little dimension to it. Right. So... It's again. It is going back incredibly quickly. Uh, so we will drink these beers and we shall talk about games and video games, game culture, whatever we want to talk about. Because yeah. I've played nothing. <laughs> oh, I'm glad we have a couple things in common this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say I have played something. I've been a couple of things. Mm. I played a little bit of Vampire Survivors because nice. you know it's it's on the rotation. Um, it's the same game that we've spoken about multiple times. Um, I played a little bit of Marvel Snap. I'm keeping up with that still. Okay. Um, um, how far... Like, um, I wouldn't mind hearing a little more about like how it's it's sort of blossoming now that you're you know further along and you're 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 well past the all the freebies are coming so it's it's no grind right um it's it's kind of a i mean it is a grind there is still that element but i've got so many set up kind of decks that i'm happy with that it doesn't feel like a grind like every new card is like oh cool I'll try that out rather than oh, I really want like this would this would just really unlock this deck for me mm. if I had this kind of extra card to kind of go along with it. And occasionally I'll get things that I'll swap in and out of some of my established decks, things that you go, okay, well, it's, you know, um out of my discard deck which which has uh Hella as sort of the top card cuz she will pull in every card that's been discarded onto your uh, back onto your board. So um, one of the cards is um, like Blade. He's one cost, uh, three power. So quite high level, you know, quite high for his uh, for his cost. And he'll discard a card from your hand. Whereas there's Moon Knight, which is three cost, three power. So the same power comes mm-hmm. a little bit later. You can only play him from turn three, unless something else reduces that um, that energy cost for him um but he discards a card from your side and he destroys a card from your opponent's side as well interesting so he adds another little dimension that blade doesn't give and i i don't know if it's just like uh some kind of confirmation bias but i was getting very annoyed with blade um 
discarding Hella almost all of the time. <laughs> uh, and I read right. online people, other people going, is there some kind of percentage stacked against Hella when Blade plays? Because everyone else is saying the same sort of thing. So I'm like, ah, yes, good, you've backed up my ridiculous assumption that this isn't just a random, you know, it's not, oh, there's yeah. there's a 33% chance it could be her. It just happens to be that 33% chance 100% of the time sort of thing. Um, right. But it, it's, yeah, it it's kind of nice that, and I'll actually, I just opened it up to have a look, that I'm doing sort of like the daily missions, um... I haven't spent any money on the game yet. Um, I haven't felt the sort of the need to do that. Get enough credits and things from the daily missions to upgrade cards enough to run through that progression system um, to keep cards coming. Keep uh, they introduced tokens. I don't know if you've played since they introduced tokens. So there's now a new element in the shop, which is um, is this like a third currency? Yes. Yeah. So the collector's um, boxes through the collection level now drop either new card, uh, gold, credits, titles, avatars, uh, and then uh, tokens. And again, there's a there's a percentage run, and the, the devs have given this out to say like, all right, for every like ten boxes you hit, you'll get between a hundred and two hundred. Um, collectors tokens so it, it's not that but there is that sort of thing and <coughs> cards differ in how much they cost collector token wise so the card in the shop for me at the moment is dazzler she's new mm. um is that the x-man yes dazzler is a four powerful cost um, if you have four cards at each location, I think she gets plus six power, which is pretty good. That's, That's pretty a good. lot of power. It is. She costs 6,000 tokens, however, because she's a Series 5 card, so she's a new card. There's lots of kind of... I still haven't finished Series 3, um, so oh, there's... I am now getting a sense of how this is going to screw casual players. Yeah, absolutely. Um I mean, it does and it doesn't. I don't think I've ever come up against a deck where I've lost and thought it was unfair. Um, oh, yeah, but I, I mean, if if they're doing this, like, you kind of need to complete the series and there's multiple series and these now there's going to be a new type of currency that is only to, to series five. Oh, no, no, it's and- not. It's linked to all of the series. So oh, it's the, just like another way to pay for things? Yes, so the token shop just cycles through cards that you don't have. So oh, every time... So it's kind of a mm, catch-up. Yeah, it is kind of a catch-up. So some the, the Series 3 cards only cost 1,000 tokens. Oh, um, I okay, think so series, that, yeah, I take it back then. Yeah, Series 4, I think, cost 3,000 tokens, I think. So it does. there is a, a bit of a jump between the, the series. Um, but... I don't know how many like collector levels you'd have to get through to get all cards. Um, so the last card I unlocked was um, the Mighty Thor, the Jane Foster version. Um, I don't think I've used her at all. But before that, I'm going back like several collection levels, and I unlocked Juggernaut. So hmm. um, again, I haven't used Juggernaut. I unlocked the Quinjet. I haven't used the Quinjet. I unlocked uh, Lockjaw, 
which is a which is a fun card to play with. I have used that. And before that, I unlocked right. the Miles Morales Spider-Man, which interestingly was tied to one of their um, season pass elements. Mm. So you couldn't unlock Miles Morales unless you paid the eight ninety nine for the oh, season pass. Sorry, I forgot that the season pass was because some places do um, two tiered, right? Where so this you is, get more things. Yeah, this is two tiered. Um, you but you can't get Miles Morales on the low tier. No, it's not tiered. Everyone runs through the same 50 um, levels, but level 1 and 2 might be locked unless you've paid the premium. You, Everyone then mm. gets the level 3 unlock. Level 4 is locked unless you've paid. You get the level 5. Everyone gets level 5 sort of thing. So it is um, stacked in a way. That you know, at the moment, I've again on the season pass. I'm at level twenty, and i what I've missed is um, Modok. So mm-hmm. I've played against him. That seems like a crazy card. Um, I've missed boosters for Modok. I've missed more boosters for Modok. I've missed a mystery variant. Um, I've missed Ant Man Avatar. Some gold. Some more boosters. An Ant Man variant. Um, further through, there's other things, card backs, titles, gold, uh, loads of stuff that you that is just kind of locked to you. And actually, all this really gives me is a little bit of gold, occasionally some boosters and credits, really. Um, but yeah, I uh, was able to claim level 2, 4, 5, 8, 10, 13... 16, 17, and 19 so far. So it, it, it just sort of randomizes really what you Weird. can kind of get. I could have, I could pay the 899 and all of that would suddenly unlock for me. Right. That's what the... Right. Yeah. That's still very strange to me. <laughs> but it, it, it's, um, it's sort of one of those that I don't like, like a lot of the pricing on this yeah. game uh, because it, it gets even deeper at all. There's, there's even more things to do so obviously with the gold you could always go in and have um there's the daily offer of being able to buy variant cards that you already had so i can Mm -hmm. get a variant for dracula mr sinister electra onslaught captain marvel and black cat at the moment today um Mm -hmm. there was a very cool professor x card which is from the new x-men comics where he's got cerebro kind of on his head and he can walk and shit um but for more gold They've done like a Valentine's bundle mm-hmm. where for 2,000 gold I can unlock a, a, a Scarlet Witch and a Vision variant cards, uh, two avatars and a title. There's a second one where I can unlock a Daredevil and an Electra variant cards with right. um, avatars of them and a title. Um, I don't have any want to do that. So what does the title do? Nothing. I- that title does absolutely nothing. When your name card, when your avatar and name card come up at the start of a match, the title appears at the bottom. That is it. Right. Um, I haven't even set a title on mine. I mean, so, so I at least appreciate that if you're charging someone for that, it is charging them for nothing competitive. Absolutely, they yes. They are playing against someone who's intimidated by 
the Ninth Avenger, or whatever these shitty titles are, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there was a was it the season pass or was it just an extra thing that they were doing a while ago? They they made a collaborated on a music video um, with some famous person, and the music video, um, oh, shit. basically uh, had loads of different styles. You know, animated styles within that, and showed loads of different Marvel heroes and villains and right. stuff in there. And so the store then said, for this week, you can have a variant Rogue and a variant um, Gambit card mm-hmm. with maybe some credits and a few other things um, for something ridiculous again, like six quid. And it's like, right. nah, I don't, nah, I'm not going to do that. It's too much money just for two variant cards, right. but. I joined the Reddit for um, for the game, and lots mm-hmm. of t- lots of people are there doing the math and going. Actually, mm. this is a really good bundle just because of the amount of credits, or the uh, gold, or the tokens that you yeah. get. Because it would take you this much. I'm gonna just close my window because there's a helicopter circling above my house for some reason. That is wild. It's the, well, it is the Wild West out this side. What has happened to Bristol since I left? Um, Almost nothing. <laughs> Apart from police helicopters floating around. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of different ways that you can spend in this game. Um, and you know, ultimately you can buy gold for real money. Mm. And then gold can be used to buy credits. Like gold or... is the direct currency, right? Yes, yeah. Um, and then it's credits? Then it's credits, and credits are the ones that then... help to upgrade cards. And those aren't direct bought? No, but you can trade gold for credits. So they, right. So so not not even like veiled. It's not like you use gold in this activity and that will get you more credits. It's like oh yeah, I can just convert it. Absolutely. So at the well, but the thing is that you could buy three hundred gold mm-hmm. for four pounds fifty nine. I can mm-hmm. then spend, even though I can't buy directly four hundred gold. I can then spend 400 gold to get 500 credits. and Oh, that's a bad exchange rate. Yeah. And then the credits depends on the level of card. So, you know... You just, yeah, and that's where I, I find it, like, sketch. Mm, mm. But 500... So 500 credits mm-hmm. is the top amount you would spend on a card. So Wait, How much is 300 gold? 300 gold is £4.59. So you're spending like five quid. So you're spending five quid for only one unlock, as long as you've got the card God, to that point to bad. then spend the fifty. I mean, just just from playing and not spending mm. any money, I've if I just quickly get my cards up, uh, not upgradable quality. That's what I want. Right to the top. I have got. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Um. Where's my infinite cards? So I've got a bunch of them. So card is max quality. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. 21 cards I have at max quality. Um, Twice as many, uh, maybe not quite twice as many, half as much again, maybe about 30 cards at then the next tier down. Uh, Again, Mm -hmm. maybe then twice as many at the next tier down. but it doesn't just stop when you get to max level at all. Because when you hit max level with a card, you mm-hmm. can create a new card 
It's the same card, but it's a new version of that card with a a slightly obscured background. And then once you've rolled that one through to max level, you can split the card again to have a card which has the obscured background, but then has lots of little particle effects floating around the card. Um, so, are you trading that card in so you still only have one of that no, hero, or are you getting multiple? No, you're getting versions mul- multiple versions. But you can't have multiple of the same hero on the same deck. Exactly, you can only run so, one of them, basically. So it's functionally replacing it. It is replacing. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got a scorpion card. Um, I've got three scorpion cards. I've got the base card. I've got the base card with the obscured background, and then I've got the base card with an obscured background with a particle effect which comes out of it. Uh, I think Iceman... And that's just because you happen to keep getting the same card through, so you might as well upgrade it or something? Yeah, it gets to max, and I've I've got enough um, of the boosters associated with that card to roll it through. Yeah, right, because that's, yep. that's what that, I Then, then there's the yeah, other... Everything's locked to the card, so like, <laughs> yep. it's not that you want to do this, you, you might as well, except it burns credits. Absolutely, it does burn credits, yes. So you could save up and be like, cool, I'm only playing with this deck, but if you're playing with that deck... Or I just don't need to go, I've maxed this character out and there's no reason to spend credits, even if I have a bunch of it's like... So the only, yeah, the only reason bit, to spend, right? the only reason to spend credits is then as you upgrade the cards, you move through the collection level, which gives you f- oh, unlocks every four yeah, collection it's levels. Ba- so, this is bad. Yeah, it's, I'm it's sorry, this is just bad. It is, it is uh, which is why I said it doesn't feel like a grind, but it is a grind. Absolutely is a yeah. grind. Um, and I don't, fi- as I say, I don't feel like I have to go on every, I think it's every eight hours that there's new missions and new cards in the... Um, not in the store but you can upgrade other cards and new there are new cards in the token shop every eight hours um so there's an element as well where you can only have six missions at one time and every Mm -hmm. eight hours two new missions populate so if you've got six and it rolls over that time you don't get any new ones so there is a Uh, so there is that kind of like oh i should go on and just complete two missions so i get two new missions so i don't miss the only currency generation for credits that there is within this game yeah Mm. so i mean this is my problem with like magic arena right if you wanted to so if you wanted to not spend money you've got gold and you've got gems and the gems are the bot currency and the gold is the stuff you like earn through the daily missions but they refresh a certain time every day Mm -hmm. And you can cycle them twice, I think, a day. So you're like, oh, I don't play red, so I'm just going to cycle the one that says attack with 17 red creatures or whatever, yep. right? But like, if you don't log in every day, you're not going to be able to generate enough money, gold, right, in a week to do anything worthwhile. So if you play casually, you're like grinding ga- games just to earn credit, mm. just to in like a month and a half get one free draft or something sure. like that, right? Um, and that and the economy in general is shit, and they um, um, have like cynically tried to fix it, made it like, oh no, you don't want to make this easier. You want more money. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of done with this. And actually, when I started playing with friends, I realized I liked the game a lot more on the gathering part mm. and it's like oh well, i like the ins and outs of this game but not but there are other games out there i don't need to spend my time on this game 
playing in a way that isn't the way I like using these cards and stuff, mm-hmm. right? And also when it's not functionally fun because you're grinding and I don't want to support a client that has a bad economy. Sure. Like there's enough other things with my time, which has only gotten more valuable <laughs> because I've got a real busy job these days. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Um, and it's an it's an, an interesting one to sort of say, well, I'm still playing, so I am ultimately supporting what the oh, developers the, are doing I, I don't in a way. Think Marvel's nearly as cynical. No, it's just... it is. And I don't think it's quite as predatory, but there is still an element of that. They want you to spend money. Of course they do. Um, and they are trying to tantalize you to do so by giving you you know, some really excellent looking cards that some people will go, oh, I want that one. I, I, I play Wolverine. There's a, there's a Weapon X uh, card, or I play right. Colossus, and there's a really cool Colossus card where he's like ripped the head off a Sentinel sort of thing. Um, so it's like you know, he's preying on that a little bit, going, "Cool, this is twelve hundred gold. Do you have twelve hundred gold? No, you could just buy the extra three hundred that you need for like five quid. You do or more do likely that. they do that. What I find cynical is the like, we send it and sell it in three hundred quid." Uh, 300 uh, bulk but you can trade it at 400 it's like i see what you're doing yeah absolutely yes. yeah. oh the game I, um one thing i don't en- enjoy is that um the game actually is uh if you go into a different app on your phone like whatsapp because mm-hmm. you've got a message come through or onto twitter or something like that the game uh it closes and you've got to load it all back through again rather than it just being sort of like a suspended application um, on your phone. It's very annoying because I've just tried to go back into it to have a look at the other, because it's not just 300. You can buy 300, I think 700. So at least if you wanted one of the 700 cost cards, you can just buy 700 gold straight. So as I say, if I look at, yeah, some of the variants cost 1,200 or 700. And in terms of gold, I can buy... 300, 700, 1,450, 2,600, 3,850, or for the top, for 90 pounds, what? 8,000 gold. That's not great. It's 90 pounds? 90 quid. 8,000 gold. So three thousand gold would be forty five pounds. So it's actually a re. Yeah. It, it's so six thousand gold would be ninety quid. So actually, if you buy in bulk, it's you know it's a deal. You're saving money. You might, oh, yeah. might as well spend the ninety quid. Like fucking out ninety quid. Well, especially when most transactions are being hit are, are just being done by younger people, so they just don't have the ability, right, most of the time, to be able to buy the bulk price. It's again super cynical. Yes, yes, very much. But yeah, I mean, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, we're fine. It's fine. Yeah. And at least the, you know, from what I've read and what I know, uh, the developers aren't awful or the people attached to Marvel who have greenlit this game aren't like awful, horrible people who use various platforms to be awful, fucking hateful humans. So I'm going to keep playing. Um... I mean, the thing is, as long as you enjoy... So, it's okay to be a grind. Yep. It's 
not okay for them to have exploit exploitative stuff. Mm. I'm glad you haven't fall, fallen for mm. it. It is the nature of the beast. I don't think that makes it right. Um, but uh, if you're having fun and you can spare the money, that's great. Mm. Thing is, that's not how they make their money. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think. But I, again, I don't want to yuck your yum. No, it's not a free all, game. Not at all. You're playing it for free. Yes, it's great. The, uh, I, I did say uh, I haven't spent any money. That's not true. Um, you bought the opener pack, right? Yes, the Captain America one, um, which was like two fifty or three fifty or something like that. But I used my Google Play uh, credits through the uh, the rewards scheme that I'd racked up over the last right. like, six months. Or something from right. all their mini questionnaires that they keep um, throwing at me. Um, and that's an interesting area. Something that we don't kind of cover tech as such in a, in a slightly broader term. But um, mm. the Google Rewards uh, app has started asking me to take photos of my receipts uh. from shopping. And I do not know what Google wants to do with that. Um, uh, is so, is it just because it wants to test the camera on my phone? So I take a photo from really far away, and it goes, "This receipt uh, was for forty five pounds." I'm like, "How? No, How did I you guarantee see you that? It's, it's so one of the, I don't get nearly as much credit on the Google Rewards because I don't allow it to have any of my data, so I only yep. get generic surveys. Yep. Um, and so the fact that I haven't seen anything like that. Suggests to me it's not testing the camera because I'd be fine to be do that, right? <laughs> it is shaping its version of you so it can target you more. Absolutely. Yep. Um, that is gross. It is. Um, um, I'm fine that Google knows I shop in Audi. Right, but do you want them to know exactly what you buy in Audi? Oranges. Uh, I'm just saying because it's going to... That's going to try and sell me some oranges, but it's it's a similar kind of thing. You're absolutely right. It is looking at the data that I am giving it. I'm willfully giving yeah. it my shopping list for that week, and it knows what yeah. I have purchased. And so it goes, "Cool, your pro- your profile for you. These are things associated with you." Absolutely, mm-hmm. I am at least as we've just kind of alluded to with Marvel Snap, and not buying packs or getting into these slightly more exploitative currency systems and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. If Google suddenly says, you know, you know, you, you buy a lot of oranges. You really like oranges. Do you want this subscription? Well, this is just subscription to oranges. Don't have to buy oranges anymore in the supermarket. We could just sort out a subscription for you. We do, we only take 5% mm. off of the, you know, the subscription to make our costs. So, but do you want some oranges? I know well enough that I'm like, no, I do not. I do not want oranges. Thank you. I don't, you know that that they can try and target me with these things, and I am, you know, competent at least in myself to go. I don't need this. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, I mean, but it's more insidious it, than that. It, it's very much more insidious right. than that, and it also shapes how they then All go about other, other things thing. as well. It, 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 it shapes how they deal with other people. Yes. Yeah. Um, and their general approach, but also if it's associated with your Google account, I don't actually, I've never looked at the TNCs. I mm. wouldn't be surprised if whatever data they're getting off of rewards shapes their general Google ad service for you. Mm, maybe. 
Yeah. Because it's the same Google accounts, unless you unless it explicitly said we won't share this across our profile of you, mm-hmm. and we'll share it across their profile of you. Which in this case, you're giving them a lot more granularity than any most other people have, and it's already super targeted. Yes. Yeah. Um. I get paid to think about this these days. <laughs> so should someone needs to. Um, uh, just just to counter should. Google and shit like that. They should. Hire me for this full-time job. <laughs> uh, just yeah. the philosophies of Google. Uh, no, just like... Um, the. So there's an interesting move about like when you say yes to the TNCs. Mm. You just scroll by and say yes. A lot of the time, But yeah. also, if you don't... Read even if you read them all, you probably don't understand what it means for them to use them in these ways because you mm. don't understand their infrastructure. Okay. So there's an interesting ethical um, argument, which is that you can't consent to what you don't understand. Sure. Or at least it's a question of informed consent. Mm. So you can say yes, <clears throat> I consent to your T's and C's, but I don't know what that is. I didn't read it. I'm not informed. But even even with especially with things as complex as Google's like profile shaping and stuff. Um, None of us have informed consent, right? Because we couldn't be informed because it's all proprietary yeah. usage and algorithm. So he, like, we, they aren't giving us the information, nor will they ever, mm-hmm. on what they're doing with it. So then none of us can have informed consent, which means mm-hmm. they're using all this data, not with our consent. If you think informed consent is a good thing or, or where we should set the bar, which when you unpack it, I think it's very hard not to be like, this seems like a reasonable bar to have. Sure. But then it's like the whole system's not well designed. <laughs> no, and it's it's designed very specifically in a very specific way for companies to be able to do what the fuck they want, essentially, right? Yep. And there's just no way we can stop it. No. The only way you can... <clears throat> again, you can't stop it, but you can remove yourself, I suppose. Um, but very hard to do with someone like Google. Uh, you just go move into someone else's ecosystem instead and then, you know, don't have informed consent with their T's and C's instead. Oh, yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. Like, so, yeah. so the thing is, without, sorry, I guess the, the thing I didn't say out loud is, hey, we live in an internet age. You can't really function. You can pretend like you can function without the internet, but mm. you can't, which means if informed consent is sort of defined a way based on proprietary usage so that we could ever have the information, then there isn't an ecosystem that is allowable, but then you can't just not use these things, right? Mm. Too mm. much of our lives are touched by these things, especially behind the scenes, that like, unless you are a hermit in the woods, you are your consent is being broken in this way. Even Like, even if you didn't have Amazon, Facebook, Google, any of those services, things you use have have those <laughs> services and your data is being pushed between yep. them. So it's just like, no, we're, we're just kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's even scarier, <clears throat> excuse me, with like GPS and stuff like that. Especially when you're like, Google, how do I get to this place? And it's like, ah, I know exactly where you are all of the time. Oh, yeah, I, I don't have Google. I don't let Google track my uh, location data, mm. which means... Sometimes I have to remember an address I put in because I won't remember the addresses I've looked up. Sure. Other than that, I think it's fine. Yeah. 
And all that sounds great until you realize that this is all the honor system. <laughs> yeah. Which I think I think is hilarious when like Facebook got, Facebook got busted, right? And there are people like, oh, now they can't because the EU has put GDPR, so they can't track anymore. It's like, well, no, they. It's a it's a legislative legislation that says you shouldn't do this anymore. They could choose to do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just tell you they're doing it in. I a mean, these are the same people way. who didn't tell anyone that they were like using the microphone or like how many data points they were tracking mm. until exposés happened. Right? We had no idea that every like click how long you lingered on an ad or in an app, et cetera, was all being tracked. Mm. Most people still don't understand that. Um, and it because no one says that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, th- th- these people just did it. And now you're like, well, someone told them, promise don't do that. And now they're not going to do it, even though that's like the basis of their entire multi-billion dollar company's uh, profit schema. Yeah, I'm sure they're just saying yep we can't do that anymore yeah yeah anyway uh yeah um on that note i might open another beer oh Ooh. fair i'm still nursing this no one. I, it's a it's a stout so it's probably going to sit a little uh, a little longer um i'm moving to an ipa nice i have a slight theme um the previous beer from overtone was a collaboration with bleed from within which are a metal band uh, a metal band I've seen um, for a long, long time ago, more than 10 years ago probably now. Um, but uh, I am now drinking a beer which has an excellent, excellent name. <clears throat> it's from Asvex, um, and it is called Unreadable Metal Logos. And it's just a oh bunch God, of... that's amazing. Just a bunch of ridiculous... Um, oh, God, that's the most inspired like it, art it, I think I've ever so seen. It's so good. Um, I love it. Love it so much because why are metal band logos so ridiculously unreadable? Um, it's got things on the side which I can't read. They've definitely got words somewhere. There's there's words within this somewhere. Kind of that yeah. you know face looking kind of horned Stuff. things. Um, yeah. But I mean, at least that one says Asvex. On the front, I've got that one, uh, but it is right. a an IPA, and it's six point six six percent. Because of course, um, there is no flavor text from these guys. Um, it has, however, got Citra, Mosaic, and Eldorado in it. Where are Azvex? Liverpool? Yes, Liverpool. Cool. So uh, I appreciate Black Can, Black Can art, lovely silver, unreadable logos. So, oh, like, it's that seems like a, one of the ones you rinse out and like keep around. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if I had my board from several years ago of can arts, oh, would, I forgot what you, what happened to that board? Did it not survive the move? Uh, no, it did it? Did it? Yeah, because it was it, here, yeah, right? It was in this room it, before it, you had the shelf. Yes, like, yeah, before before the shelf. And then when the shelves went up, yeah. there was nowhere to put it. It sat over mm-hmm. there for a very long time, and I went, I'm not using this. Um. Turned it around to use it as a pin board. Never used it as a pin board. Chucked it in the bin. No, fair enough. Yeah, because it the uh, I think I dropped it and the frame cracked slightly. So, um, yes. Ah, okay. So yes. Um, this is a nice smell. A bit bigger than the last one. Getting a bit of fruit coming off. Lovely frothy head, like ridiculous. That's, 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 I was going to say it looked like a. I, I love how um, 
fucking opaque it is. Too. Yes, absolutely. It's it's like a wall of yellow. It is. It's a solid with, with a frothy head. Mm. Yeah, that's probably one of the frothier beers um, I've had recently. Obviously, January was a bit of a weird alcohol-free month, so all of those beers yeah. were not flat, but none, none, nothing like. That. I mean, they weren't flat carbonation-wise. Mm. Oh, oh, that's a lovely flavour. Mm. Mm. So it's quite similar to the overtone mm. in that there's a little bit of mango in there. It's it's kind of like a sweet start, but obviously being a six point six percent beer, it's a it's a bigger flavour than the overtone. Being an IPA versus a, a pale, but it's got a little kind of almost chewy note to it. As well, like it's not super thick and viscous, but a little dankness running through it, and a dryness to it. It's got me going. It's very sort of. Right. It is chewy, absolutely. I was just say, is it chewy or is it like replace me? No, it's definitely chewy. Um, okay. the, the the flavor lingers, so I don't need to go back to it too much and it's got that kind of very slight right at the back of my mouth it's Mm. not an alcohol burn but it's almost like the residual effect of an alcohol burn like I can feel almost like a cooling at the back of my mouth constantly from this Um, mm -hmm. you get a lot of that instant fruit straight away Getting a little bit of mango. Something else. <clears throat> I don't know what that is. I don't know what that something else is. But it doesn't fade. It it just sticks around. And there's again, maybe maybe it is a danker, um, ripe, really, really ripe melon sat in there as well. It's almost edging towards that kind of um, slightly more earthy tone, but it's not quite there. You know that that kind of that tone of that sort of salady, uh, oniony kind of or slightly more peppery kind of salad that leads into that earthy note that we were getting in lots of double IPAs um, last year, maybe the year before. It almost has that, but it's not quite there. And it'd be really interesting to know what the balance of Citra Mosaic and, and El Dorado are in this. Um, whether it again mm. is a bit more heavy in the Citra and the Mosaic, and the Eldorado is just doing a little lift to give it a bit more of a chewy kind of uh, flavour, with the Mosaic and the Citra kind of pushing uh, more of that fruit. That's lovely. That's a lovely fucking beer. Mm, incredibly impressed with this as a, as a package overall. I'm going to get the rest of it in my, in my glass. Perfect. Cool. I'm going to very much enjoy this. We'll move back into games. Um, mm. If you want another beer, Adol, just jump in whenever you're ready. Um, yeah, I'll do that. Um, I still have, like... Uh, about a third. Third yeah. of a quarter yeah, yeah, of a bottle. Yeah, nice. As well as whatever's in the glass. But having said that, now that it's warmed up, actually, this might be a good time for me to talk about it warmed up. It mm. got a lot more chocolatey. Okay. Nice. Um, and I think the malts kind of came out more the, in the sense of I think they're just supporting the 
I suspect the chocolateness is the malts coming through and pushing that acrid, acrid coffee taste out a bit. I'm filling it up and kind of binding that because I remember I said the it felt like the burnt and the sweet were further apart. Yes, I think with the warming up, the malts are actually the thing that was missing to bring them together. Okay. And hence, it feeling more like chocolatey in the sense of like not dark chocolate, but like milk chocolate caramel or something like that. Mm. Um. It's really good. It's still just as smooth, and again, still feels not four percent. Sorry, four point three. Um, it's really excellent. Uh, I do like that the burnt taste is fuller. It's got this nice sort of harshness of a of a of a, a robust stout mm. in the sense of like, oh yeah, these 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 malts are here. It's got a burnt taste. Not the acridity is sort of faded away a bit, so it's just this like burnt without the like. Ashes, I guess, is a way to okay. define yeah. it. Um, it's very good. Um, I like will get this again. Because, mm. um, of course, here in Durham, the Durham Brewery beers aren't that expensive. <laughs> That's nice. What are they? Like yeah. four, actually, five quid? Something like that. Yeah, yeah I, can't, I actually can't remember. And it's just like, what's um, the bottle? Nice. A five? Is it sort of a pint? Is it six? It's five, five straight, half a liter. Nice, that's good, perfect. Um, I don't know what these ones were. Um, maybe like three fifty and sort of five fifty, something like that. Um, mm. But you do tend to find again drinking local, um, especially maybe from non-big name craft mm. beers do tend to edge a little cheaper than you might think you're right. going to be spending on something. Yeah, I think that's about right. Good, good. Um, so, uh, we, we, you know, apart from a bit of Marvel Snap, um, I haven't played anything. However, right. and this is something that I think you'll be incredibly interested in. Whether you'll do it or not, it's just Ooh. an interesting thing. Um I was put on to a emulator for the PlayStation Vita, which Ooh. is available on Android devices. Oh, mm. those are two juicy things. They are two juicy things. It is called the Vita 3K. Um, Interesting. I've currently got it loaded onto my phone. Um, mm-hmm. And I haven't tried it yet. I've got a couple of um, games ready to play, but I wanted to attach a control pad to it. And I thought, what better time to test out... I mean, DS3 would be good. I don't have one. What better time to test out the old Stadia Stadia. control pad? I should have guessed. I'm annoyed I didn't guess that. than, Than now. Because, as we, I think Lucy and I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, Stadia have, it's dead, Stadia is dead, but before it died, there it is, look, hooray, before it died, they put out a program to change your Stadia control pad from the Wi-Fi setting that it has to basically become a Bluetooth device. Wait, it has both antennas in it? Yeah. And they just sold it with one turned off? Uh, Yeah. But if you turn the Bluetooth 
so the I think disclaimer if you turn the Bluetooth on yep. that is it it is then just a Bluetooth control pad there is not a setting to turn it back to Wi-Fi supposedly from what they said however you probably wouldn't turn it to a Wi-Fi control pad because it's not working with the Chromecast anything else and with, it doesn't there's no connectivity yeah. there so I thought right I'll do it so I got my phone I've got my 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 Vita 3K emulator ready to go. Mm-hmm. Went on the browser and typed in the. You went to the link about changing it, and it's like, you need to do this on a desktop computer. You can't do this on your telephone. I'm like, yeah, ah, yeah, fair enough. And I haven't done it yet, and I'm just like, oh, oh do it this right is now. something that I should. I mean, yeah. do it right now. <laughs> could I do it right now? Live Stadia.com, live test. Stadia.google.com slash controller slash index underscore en underscore gb Jesus, you've read that far too fast. Without me having any browser ready to go, if I just write Stadia, con. I mean, I I blew. I literally went to Stadia controller Bluetooth, and it's the first. Yeah. <laughs> Stadia Bluetooth mode. Switch to Bluetooth mode. Switch to Bluetooth mode. This is permanent. Um, I think it's mostly it's permanent because why would they? It's a one while it's on the Wi-Fi, it can go to websites and update itself. Once on Bluetooth, you'd have to push a thing. Why would they release sure. the Wi-Fi SDK or the Wi-Fi like image when there's no reason anyone wants it? Mm. Mm. I guarantee you, people will make this possible. Um, in the sense of it's on bluetooth if you plug it into your computer you can push this um firmware back in here's someone has copied the firmware right like yeah yeah it's just you i don't know why you'd care <laughs> unless stadia suddenly... like unless you're a dev or you're trying some weird shit right like there's yeah. no stadia suddenly google goes stadia's revived everybody turn your control pads back oh you can't yeah. if if you were one of the seven people who didn't throw out your your stadia controller but also didn't convert it we're giving you a billion pounds. <laughs> I do enjoy that I got a refund for, yeah. for Stadia. I got my like 20 quid back. Um, and I Yeah, because you got the thing free in something. Uh, you pay- oh, no, it was like a super sale. It was sale a really, right? really deep sale. Yeah, I basically got 20, paid 20 quid for the, for the package. Um, at the moment, I've set the... My, my, oh, it vibrated at me. At the moment, I've set my TV up in my kitchen, and I've plugged in and I kitchen. plugged the Chromecast in uh, that came mm. with the Stadia, and I've been throwing football and whatever I want to kind of watch at it um, because I, uh, I I got a telly from my late father. Um, one of the mm. things that my brother was like, "I don't want this," I'm like, "I'll fucking have it." <laughs> it's like a Toshiba 32 inch TV that he brought a year ago. I'll have that. Thank you very oh, much. Sure. Yes. Um, Great. Yeah. So, so it's like 4K. Uh, I haven't tinkered with it. I've only plugged it in and put the Chromecast in, so I don't know if it's. I, I only mean, say it could, because it, it potentially should be. Probably. It probably. If it's is. a year old, even at 32 inches, yep. it's like they just stopped making 1080p panels at some point. Yes, right? I not even thought to look um, because I've been streaming stuff. I've been throwing it from my phone. Everything's been streaming through Wi-Fi, so the and it's mostly football and stuff like that that I've used it for. So the quality has been. Quite I mean, if it, if it's streaming fo- football and you can watch it, it you need the real time clarity. Sure. 
Yeah. So if it's working fine, that means you're you've got a solid connection to the thing, right? Like movies won't look bad. No, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I need to sort of. Ha- uh, uh, Evelyn's used it for a little bit of like Disney Plus, um, right. when she is at breakfast sort of thing. So yeah, it's it's it is a secondary kind of thing though, you know, unless the main telly's being used. There's no reason to use it. Especially now Stadia uh, is dead and I'm not cooking? plugging a control pad in to use a, a random gaming platform that I don't own any games on sort of thing. What? Right. Running through this. so uh, Hold on a second. Real time. Allow Chrome to verify the control pad. Yeah. Okay, I'll allow that. Chrome verified your, your controller. Cool. Next step. Unplug the controller to power it off. Fine. There we go. It's unplugged. Hold the three button button, the three dot button, while plugging in your controller. Okay, I'm holding that. I plugged it in. Oh, cool. Wow. Now press the three button button, the yeah. kind of Google voice activation menu button, button, and then Y, oh. Y and A, all at the same time. Oh, that's definitely good. That must be the, like, like uh, debug mode or whatever, because it's like hard to accidentally do maybe i've done it i've clawed it i've clawed my way through download the mode yes i will download the mode download bluetooth mode i am downloading bluetooth mode don't unplug <gasps> download complete hey ben i'm gonna tell you something go for it um your chromecast has google play on it right uh i would think so you can download apps to your chromecast yeah do you know that there's a Steam Link app? <gasps> I told you. I told you I would make your day. Amazing. So I can... I, I Which means you can stream high... Because re- wow. we know it's streaming I okay. Can, it means you can you can play your I computer games off this PC Ring in your kitchen. Correct. I mean... But I can't... Can I, I pair this control pad with the Chromecast? <laughs> now that it's All in Bluetooth. Bluetooth mode. Yeah, I should. Chromecast can get take a Bluetooth, right? I would think so. I don't know. Yeah. I'd have to double check that. Um Oh, it'd be hilarious. It's like, I'm sorry, you needed to have you've just done it. As I'm like, Ben, do it now. Just do it, get it over. So I'm like, also, Ben, did you know you could do this? And you're like, oh. What a better use, what a better oh. use for the control path it would have been if that was the case. Um but there we go. I've I've done it. It's uh, the Bluetooth mode update is installed. It's it's the latest Bluetooth mode for the control pad. So I will work out how to pair what buttons I've got to press to turn the Bluetooth on. I suppose um, to do it with my phone at some point. Perfect. Done. What a joy it is to have all of this random redundant tech lying around. Uh, yep. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, let me just... Uh... <laughs> oh, yes. There it is. The corner of redundant tech. Oh, oh actually, corners. you know what's not redundant tech that I haven't told you about or talked about because I haven't had time? I... Last year, before the summer, uh, I supported a Kickstarter. Right. Uh, which was, like, kind of irresponsible, but I was like, eh. I got my life is going nowhere and like I'm making a little money off a of stand up and mm-hmm. 
paying my bills with photography, and this is a thing that, who knows, it's a year out, probably. And then the year passed. Um, and so I now have a 3D printer. <laughs> that I literally forgot that I, like, kickstarted for a few hundred quid in, like, a mad... Uh, I mean, like, I like it was like a week where I hosted it, like a month I hosted a couple times and like made 80 quid, 100 quid in like off the bucket that I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, I've always wanted to play one of those. Sure. This one, like, it was one of those, like, I've always wanted to play with the 3D printer. I could probably resell it. Mm. Um, they're reasonably successful enough. So I don't think this is not going to come. Ah, uh, fuck it. And then it was like, oh. They're like, hey, just make sure you got your address right. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have yet to print a okay. thing. That's how busy. I, 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 I've unpacked it. I have the app on my phone. There's a test thing. Oh, it's from your phone as well. Oh, yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's totally over Wi-Fi. Mm. So, like, it doesn't have to be tethered to my wow. computer. Nice. Yeah. And it's got loads of good reviews and haven't even like made a cube that's that's the like busyness of my life it's just like oh I, I, I one of the things though is like i've been trying to organize the office and i realize actually all these like random cables and shit that i don't need <laughs> on the day to day i need to put Neat. in like a couple of boxes and throw them in a corner and make this office like because i don't work here because it's a mess mm. and then i stupidly am like ah oh, i should it's a mess because I like emptied things. Is when I got like a couple pieces of furniture the storage. I'm like I can put things away properly, but I don't have the time to like organize all the things, and then I avoid the office, and so I don't <laughs> even do it in small bits, and then I just don't use the office. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, it's not redundant tech. It's just like completely non-needed. Yeah, tech. Un- unneeded and slightly useless at the moment. At the moment, yeah. yeah. As, as, a, as someone who's getting paid to be a philosopher, of oh, a logician, and a data science ethicist. If anything, an AI-driven um, <laughs> fucking 3D printer just sitting there wasting space <laughs> is probably against my job. <laughs> I mean, uh, interesting that, um, you know, I'm... I suppose, in a sense, I am breaking the law if I play any games on the emulator that I don't own a copy of. Correct. That is how emulation yep. works. Um, and that you now have the ability to print as many Warhammer models as you possibly would like, and just or any models, you know, that you can oh, yeah. find on the internet. That, that so, what a weird space like three D printing must be for copyright and licensing and, and that sort of stuff people just be able to go oh yeah i've I just made a i've just 3d printed a stadia control pad for some reason oh so what's really what's really cool is like there's a company in canada who actually like they're like a bunch of tech nerds who are audiophiles hmm. and so they've given the schematics away for free to 3d print um headphones okay where there's like, except obviously there's like a few electronic yep. parts, right? But you can then buy just the electronic parts. Mm. Or for 150 bucks, you can buy all of the parts that they've 3D printed and the electronics. Right. And the, like the drivers and the, and the, like the chips, yep. basically. 
Or you can spend 300 quid and they will send you an assembled version. Right. And the point is, it's like, if you don't want to do the work or whatever, here's the finished mm. product. We stand by the product, but also here are other ways you can get the product at different price points because we're trying to like, they really believe in this like democratization. Obviously it's nonsense because I'm probably the only asshole you know who has a 3D printer and I like wasted money I didn't have <laughs> on a whim because I'm privileged enough that I at the time could sure. do that, even though obviously it was super responsible because I think two months later I was like, I'm not going to make rent based on photography this month. <laughs> oh, my poor purchasing choices. <laughs> yeah. Um, but obviously like I'm fine mm -hmm. and like I have some mm -hmm. savings and you know, like I can make that bad decision and be sure. okay with it. Um, but like it's it's not like democratizing headphones quite it's like democratizing for people who could just buy a very it. specific yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but like i i appreciate the moves because the idea is these things should be these sh things should be more ubiquitous and go down in price absolutely and if if there was some kind of service you know something 3d printers almost seem like libraries don't have much funding these days but like when we were kids right at least in the uk when we were of an age you would go to the library the the centrally funded or at least locally council funded library and they had computers on the internet they had scanners they had like microfiche machines they had all every they had everything, everything. Yeah. So yeah, I've actually heard of like people saying that libraries should literally have absolutely, absolutely. That you could just walk in and like maybe pay a fee for the yep, filament, completely right. But like the 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 overhead, the cost, like the library pays for the like wear and tear on yep. the thing and like the energy. And I think that's a really cool idea because then it's just if you're paying for the filament, you're not wasting. You're just using up time. Yes. On yeah. the printer, but then it's like it's a pretty like sure a kid a rich, some rich kid could make a giant cube mm -hmm. or a dong, <laughs> who cares right? But like people could actually make interesting things, mm. and like if the CAD like software is easy to understand, then like also they're like people who tinker at home and like try and solve problems. But like oh I, I need a thing that's this shape, it's this by this, and then you could be walked through and like, oh, that's how you use the software, and you could make that little thing that's even just a shim, right? Like that's a thing you could do if you wanted to. The library could help. Absolutely, absolutely, and it would open it up to so many more people. Um, it, it, then the idea of these companies, and I think that that is a great idea. Them saying, "Cool, buy our headphones for three hundred pounds," but actually, just buy the component parts and build it yourself for one hundred and fifty pounds, or pay for the. Uh, the schematic to 3D print it and buy this little 20 pound set of electronics to completely do it yourself. You know, if suddenly you've got the schematic, you can go to your local library. You don't have to have that outlay of the 300 odd quid to buy a, a 3D printer. Yeah. It does open up a big can of worms in terms of, cool, I've paid like 15 quid for this schematic and now I can just charge people 20 quid to print them off this but that would that would happen with anyone who had a 3d yeah. printer potentially once yeah so that's why i think like if it was a library it's like okay well once people know that it's like okay well why don't one of us the librarian's like why are you mass producing these three component parts constantly yeah. what are you doing with this 
Um, but yeah, I just think it, it's an interesting space. And so for a while there, like I was um, interested in like doing using macro lenses to make like specific scenes and stuff in Lego hmm. at, at the uh, either recreations of pictures I'd taken or um, just trying to like play with that space of making the small seem big. And because I have this Lego collection yeah. and I was like, oh, you know, what would be really cool. This is what I was thinking was because that was at the time I was thinking maybe I will because photography is becoming a bigger part of my life. Mm-hmm. And that's a small side project that I like wanted to go back into. It's like, oh, maybe I will want to do that like more seriously where it's not just like a Lego climber on a brick wall, right? sure. but like actually trying to build the space. Oh, well, there's limitations to Lego. Oh, it would be actually kind of nice to like make the missing bits mm. to like keep the ABS environment, but have a specific thing yeah. that would make sense for whatever I was artistically thinking about. Hence the, oh, I'm going to just splurge on a Kickstarter of a 3D printer. That's a smart idea. <laughs> uh, and actually, now that that's there, it's like, oh, it's reminded me of that like project. And so like once teaching is over this term, I'll have, I could potentially have time to go back into the hobby more than just walking around with a camera mm. and actually do that. And then I have this thing. I like the idea. Um, I like that it... It kind of almost enables you to spread your hobby a little bit, no, or at least to go in slightly or, different or kind of directions. Them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and at the and like it, yeah. It, it's just it's a unique enough thing that, um, like I said, uh, it had good enough reviews. I got it on Kickstarter, mm. so it's hard. Like even like. It's never been used, so I'm pretty sure I could just put it in the box and sell it for slightly less than retail, and I would make money. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I think if I poke at it a few times, I'm like, oh, I actually don't think this will ever do a thing. I'll get, at least get my money back even as a used thing, because I got it at the Kickstarter price. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. But it has an op- uh, an option of being really interesting, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. I guess it's, it's um, almost, you know, the state of your control pad is the state of your control pad. Right. It, it's control pad. Yes, I can yeah. now use it on X, Y, or Z device, potentially. Yeah. Uh, which is great. A 3D printer is a lot more open, I suppose, to facilitating other things. Yeah, it itself doesn't do anything for yes. me until I need it for, or need something mm-hmm. else, right? Uh, and I'm really looking forward to finding... The other thing is just now, I like there's a whole area of the internet and like things people tinker with, which is like my bread and butter... I have no idea, right? I have no idea what people use these things mm. for outside of like models, cosplay, prototyping type things. But I know there's just enough of these out there and crazy nerds. It's like, ooh, I can't wait to figure, find out whatever nonsense is going on, right? Completely. Um, speaking of nonsense, got a beer. Ooh. It is from Manchester. It is from First Chop. Um... And it is the first chop haze. It's the Azaka and Enigma double dry up hazy IPA. 5% 330 mil. Count. Nice. Um, yeah. So, um, I had a thing I wanted to bring up. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to I didn't know if you were out of your bits. Yes, my bits are out. Okay, well then let me show you how lovely and clear this beer is. Very clear, wow. 
Clearest beer of the uh, night. Oh, wow. It's got a... Apple-y. There's something on top of it. Don't, don't oh, get apple much at all, do we, in beers? I know you you had a beer which was like, it's full of apples. Like, is this just a cider? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, outside of beers that are disappointingly unbeer-like. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's rare, right? Very much, yeah. Um, right, so what is this? Oh, what is that smell? This is going to drive me nuts. Um. Oh. Interesting. In what way? <laughs> In a way. I am struggling to place what this is doing. Okay. Not in a bad way, just like a... It's not... So... It's melon. Okay. It's like a little apple and a little melon. Um, it's... I still... There's something on the nose that's throwing me off and I can't place it, but... Super refreshing. Um, you get that melon is like a little weird because it's quite it's got quite a nice bitter finish. Mm, okay. Um, and so the bitterness it, it's it finishes wet. Um, so you're just like so you're not reaching for it because you're being dried out. Um, and the but the bitterness lingers, and I think after about half, I wouldn't be surprised if it stops. It starts just you get acclimatized because mm -hmm. I'm just feeling that bitterness quite like further back in the taste but it's just there mm. but it's it's kind of fighting the melon taste like think not quite as sweet some like somewhere between um it's like sweeter than cantaloupe but not as sweet as honeydew okay but like just sweet enough melon that like when you have this like quite stark bitter like again not like in your face bitter but it's like there's a bitter taste it's like what are you doing in the face of this like sweet honey or cantaloupe melon it's not just melon it's a little sweet so it's like ah oh, that is jarring mm. they're not playing well mm -hmm. together but i like i said i suspect that's gonna fade into itself just as you get used to the mm -hmm. bitterness um yeah it's 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 crisp um it's what did i say five percent something like that um, have you had much Enigma? Mm, recently, no. Well, it's just because I can't... I also haven't had it recently, and I don't have enough of a hot memory to know mm. what it might be adding. No, I don't um, Yeah, I'm a little... Still a little puzzled by it. I hope it evens out a bit. Mm -hmm. It's super interesting. It's not bad. It's just, again, I feel like there's just a, a disconnect. And again, I think it's because it's, it's not that it's, um, it's got this like tropical note. It's got no citrus, but like it's got tropical. The apple's only on the nose. It's not in the taste. Mm -hmm. It's quite like, so that must be the dry hopping, right? 
Um, it's got this melon taste. It's got this bitterness, but the melon's just a little sweet, and it's just throwing me off. Right. Um, so the whole thing just doesn't feel cohesive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Um, but all the tastes are good. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So if it if it like if it's just a question of like I just had this stout, and so I just need to get used to this taste, and it pulls together, it'll be great. Like not just good, but great. But right now it's like. Like I said jarring, I think is a uh, jarred melon. Um, I think it's the um, the word I'll go with, just because it's like good things jarring together. S- not like ugh, but like ah. Mm, okay. Um, Fair. Yeah. All right. Cool. Curious. Nice. Yeah. It's also my first from first chop. Oh really? Okay. I've had a, I've had a few from I first think, chop yeah. before. Um, we'll, yeah, I've heard really good things, which is why I was kind of. I think this is why I'm sort of shocked that it's like this fruity. Slightly bitter, uh, melony thing. All oh, that sounds good. I've heard good things, and it's like, oh, but mm. something's pulling me away from it. And it's, I think it's just that interaction. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I now realize that I said I was going to say. Yes, things, you so did. I awkwardly, will segue into myself. <laughs> um, so, hmm. two. I have two topics, okay. which are releases i've heard mm-hmm. about uh one is the, did you know so did you like valiant hearts oh yeah valiant hearts is a fantastic game i loved it did you know that a sequel is uh, i did but only because you know? lucy told me oh is this last week no or it might have just been in the discord discord yeah. yeah i thought so i was like i didn't listen to all of last week's episode but i didn't think you mm. talked about it um, but yeah, so Valiant Hearts Coming Home is takes place in the end of World War One. No, oh, in nineteen seventeen, okay. so the, it's like last year. Uh it centers on two brothers fighting to survive the trenches alongside other Valiant Hearts desperate to find their way home. For all those who don't know, Valiant Hearts is this really great World War One cell shady mm-hmm. animated game that is more puzzle than combat. Yes. And it is well-written and great, and it is very much focused on four characters? Uh, the man, the girl, the dog. The other man. Yes, four characters. Yeah, yeah right, four? Yeah, including mm-hmm. the dog, who's integral. Um, and it's, it's wonderful and beautiful, uh, and it's bizarre because Ubisoft apparently... Signed a deal to make this a mobile-only game released on Netflix. Oh. So you didn't know this. Yes, this is a Netflix mobile exclusive. Okay. Ah, I'm glad I I'm glad you didn't hear the whole story because I was like, this is wild. <laughs> um I- it's possible it's a timed exclusive. I I haven't quite I've I've not seen anyone say how long the exclusivity window is, but it is already out on Netflix. <gasps> Should have been out. Is it? I believe. Let oh, me double check. Yeah, Netflix. Valiant Hearts Coming Home is available to play on Netflix now. Why you've not heard about it is because it's only available on That's Netflix Mobile. Which again, nuts. if you were, if you recall when um, Lucy told us about Point P, yep. right? That's a Netflix yeah, yeah. game too. Um, you you couldn't know. First of all, no one knows it exists. 
because it's released on mobile. But the problem is all of these games are released as like Netflix colon blog. Mm. So you'd have to like search the title and the word Netflix for it to pick up. And so that's why I guarantee you, you didn't. No, I did not. I did not know that it was out at all. See, you know, I might be gone for a few weeks and I haven't played games. I I, I haven't even played uh, Case of the Golden Idol since like, at, like <laughs> zero seconds since I talked about it on the podcast. That's how busy I've been. Yeah. Um, oh, also, like I was playing with someone. And so like we just haven't had the time together. Um, but yeah. Oh, there it is. There it I is. I played games, but. Oh, alongside. Um, and I don't, I don't know whether this one's a Netflix only. There's a new Tomb Raider game out as well called Tomb oh. Raider Reloaded. Um, yes, I oh I'm sad I closed that. So my third topic was I heard I read about this briefly. Let's see if I can find it. Oh, I've not read anything. I I just know that one was coming out. I asked for a code and they said no. We haven't got enough. Uh, Valiant Hearts coming home. Get game. Yes, I will. I will absolutely uh, do that right now because Val- Valiant Hearts is so game. good. Right, I remember it came out as like uh, I can't remember what Ubisoft. Called it was like a them. PS. It was like yeah, Sorry. it came out with um, oh, what was the name of that? Grow Home, um, Grow Home and Valiant Hearts, I think, came out at the same time, and Child of Light. Um, yes, yes, Child of Light. Out of this like Ubisoft indie type of thing that they were sort of doing and i don't know whether it is a um you work for us if you have an idea come to us and we'll see if we can help you make that game type thing whether it was an externally developed thing and ubisoft were like cool we really like the idea of this because again square enix do some very light indie funding and publishing as well whether it's just the bigger companies going we want a little bit of a hand in this let's help some people oh there's not enough space on my phone i gotta get rid of immortality 865 megs yeah uh, immortality is nearly 14 gig um i'm gonna get rid of immortality goodbye i've only played that very very briefly so remove immortality i will because i haven't done anything with it oh, apart from messed around with it a tiny bit so Valiant Hearts is currently installing amazing um, yes but that, that that was a weird a very odd period for Ubisoft where they're like hey here's some yeah. cool games and we're like yes absolutely here's some cool games on PS Plus oh amazing yeah, fine cool yeah, have, have yeah. them for free yeah it, it was, and it was like right yes. away yeah 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 and I don't know why like it's a long time ago now. Yeah, oh, now I can't. So I've read. Oh, I'm really annoyed because I had a. I found a review. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, so I'm just gonna read um, the title, of the Kotaku article on Tomb Raider Reloaded, because okay. I didn't have the patience to read it, and also it's. <laughs> very opinion-based, so I didn't want to just be like, hey, this is a thing, guys. Um, but it's the title is New Tomb Raider is sort of like Vampire Survivors with bad microtransactions. Aww, uh, playing Tomb Raider Reloaded is fun, but dealing with everything else in the game ain't, is the mm. sub byline. Um, and I was like, ah, that sucks. Um, 
Yeah. But Valiant Arts. Free, free. if you yes. have Netflix. Uh, which I do. All right. Oh, wait, I technically don't. It's my sister's. <laughs> um, but as far as Netflix, Google Play is concerned, mm. they don't care yet. Yes, yet. With their yet. crackdown. I mean, um, but yeah, so I'm super stoked about that. And also, because it's on my phone, like, uh, I'm more likely to, like, in bed, just, like, mm. open it up. Absolutely. It's also, like, a perfect... Like, I've got a Pixel 6a. I know it'll run. It won't, like, lag. It's also, like... It's a great idea for a mobile game that I wouldn't have called, right? That's one of the reasons I want mm -hmm. to talk about it. Because, it's like, it's pretty. I have a decent-sized phone with a good mm -hmm. resolution. I can, I can play a pretty game that is not, like, computer cycle intensive, sure. right? Um... And I'm, it's it'll be big enough that I will enjoy it and be able to follow the details and the plot and enjoy the art style, mm. right? Mm. Um, although it'd be great if you could. How can you play Google Play games on a Steam? Yeah, <laughs> I was just wondering, can I play Google Play games with my Stadia Bluetooth? Yes control pad well on yes. your chromecast i need to uh, uh you exactly. can just install yeah, it on yeah, your yeah. chromecast completely, right completely uh, uh i assume i assume that's possible though although chromecast is such a niche thing it's very possible that it can't run all of the games because it would need to have the processing power right like the steam link it needs to stream from your so, pc but so the chrome all the chromecast would be doing is I'd have to play it on my phone and cast it. Oh yeah, then you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be fine. But that then I then I would just pair the your your Stadia controller Bluetooth mode can definitely pair with your yes. Phone. So it wouldn't pair with the and then you exactly would wouldn't pair with the cat Chromecast. Yeah. Be pairing with my phone. You would you would yes. pair with the phone because you wouldn't even if you could you wouldn't want the lag. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the Chromecast yeah. is just displaying. The phone display onto the telly instead. Yeah, it, it, you're just your yeah. phone is using some of its cycles to send uh, its screen out. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, good. I'm glad you brought that to my attention. It's very nice. Um, what was the second topic? Um, there is new DLC coming out for Power Wash Simulator. Okay. Uh huh. It is. Midgar. Oh, from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna say the thing and let it say again. Yep, Power Wash Simulator's FF7 pack lets you clean up Midgar. Okay. And it's such a smart goddamn thing. <laughs> oh my god, it's just such a slam dunk, right? Like, give us your assets. We'll put our grime filter on, <laughs> and we'll both profit off nostalgia. We'll let people clean it. Um. That's amazing. I think it just so it's five jobs across. It just Midgar. released on uh, PlayStation. No, five. I think the yeah game. You mean yeah? So guess what? The Midgar special pack is free on March second across Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox X, and PC. Nice. Uh and of course there is story. 
which I really want to know if it's more power wash simulator nonsense or if it's weird FF7 nonsense, mm. right? Mm. So you take on jobs from Avalanche and Shinra, cleaning up messes from Don, Don Corneo's lackeys, <laughs> Professor Hojo's specimens, and Heidegger's danger, dangerous tech. So this seems like very deep cuts <laughs> of like, where did shit go wrong? Clean up after Cloud and then walk by. And I really hope the plot is like, you trying to figure out who's fucking things up from the various <laughs> angles, you know? Like, God, that'd be so good. You're just like the cleaner cleaning up the nonsense, mm, right? Barrett just like pokes his head around the door and then disappears again. It's like, I didn't I didn't do this. Just goes, it's gone. Um, yeah, that would be very, very good. Um, mm, I did I did need to play more Power Washing later. Um, is this a paid DLC? Oh, it's no, free. it's free. Free, free March 2nd. Across all right. platforms, just free. Uh, so um, you've got the Hardy Daytona and Shinra hauler. That's Cloud's bike and a little mm-hmm. truck. The Scorpion Sentinel. That's the yep. first boss, yep. right? Uh, Tifa's bar, the seventh heaven. Nice. Jesus, the Mako what, Energy what's exhibit. happened in there to need a fucking wash? Uh, Oh, I was going to say something that's very rude. Um, the Mako Energy Exhibit. That will tell us uh, exactly what's happened in that yeah, space. Or just DeviantArt. <laughs> um, the Mako Energy Exhibit, which is presumably like a model of Midgar mm-hmm. or something. And then the Airbuster boss. Okay. Check it out. We're making, which I assume that? by the boss it means that it's like the beaten up, you know, electronic corpse of said boss that you're having to oh yeah i just can't remember which one is oh it's the fifth boss in the remake oh it's the 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 arms and the like little tank treads yeah when you're when you're going through the reactor yeah 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 um yeah uh but the fact that there is um still power wash like tidy plot Mm. on the corners is what like seals the deal for me right absolutely um and like those are Tiny, like it's free, but it's still like F7, FF7. So it's like, yeah, cleaning Cloud's bike as your first mission, it's enough to hook you to want to like get there, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and like they had a Lara Croft and Tomb Raider pack, oh. right? Earlier this Ooh. year, yeah, cleaning up Lara, Lara's estate. So just, it's been trashed oh, yes. or something yeah 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 and I, 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 we, sure we talked we'll talk about, about it in the it, discord yeah. definitely and I, I, I definitely mentioned I yeah. hope the butler's in the fridge still um, oh yeah. yeah exactly right so so it just it's like especially considering most of us didn't pay for it because it's um, it's uh, the mm-hmm. game pass it's just like more free yeah. content yeah. of this yeah, of course. Uh, I'm gonna best way to play Final Fantasy VII remake on Xbox, I suppose. Is it, Power Wash? <laughs> Sorry, Xbox people. Um, yeah, we'll say that's the best. The only, the way. only way to experience Final Fantasy VII remake on Xbox, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, nice, nice. Um, it's a nice place for us to finish this week, uh, uh, knowing that there's some excellent free stuff coming out for a. An enjoyable game. Um, oh, I will. I'll finish it with with this. Makes me think that they've got a lot more in the pipeline, which is really exciting. Very much, right? Because they did. They did. 
you have to think they did um, Tomb Raider right before the there was a Tomb Raider mm-hmm. release. They did FF Seven. Maybe it's not released, but it's just like okay, so it's January March. I don't think it's unreasonable to think there's a couple others in the pipeline for 2023, yeah. Yeah. right? And these are small little pockets, right? But they're just more of this mm-hmm. fun game. And that's all you need to like keep yeah, remembering absolutely. it. absolutely. Yeah. Even if it's two or three levels, you know, it's the, the Tomb Raider one is the mansion. It's just going around, I suppose, uh, you know, yeah. potentially just one uh, level. Yeah, so. and I can see why given the FF7 so sprawling and there's not like a specific yes. big-ish place. Place to do five things where it's like a couple bosses, a bike, and then like a location mm-hmm. like the bar, and then another like location that's like I said, I think the Midgar the Mako Reactor model or whatever it was called is probably not a thing you saw, or if it is, it's like not a big deal. It just it'll show off enough FF seven that you're like, ah yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nice, good. Um beers. We'll return to uh what mm. we've drunk so far. I've liked both of my beers. Um, the Overtone Pale was, uh, which is called Sh- Shrine. Uh, nice and light, easy drinking, light, light flavor. Very light. That's the word for sh- Shrine. It's light. Uh, whereas mm. for the Azvex and Readable Metal logos, big flavor, which was great. It, it stuck around. Um, it was chewy in a way that. It was more from the flavors going on, it didn't, and, and, and the dryness. But the flavors lasted. So again, it didn't want me to go back to it necessarily. It didn't pull me to go back to it, mm. and I went back to it because it was very, very enjoyable. And as a package, I, I fucking love it. Absolutely love the idea of this. Just this random uh, um, set of metal logos. So t- two fantastic beers this week for me, which is nice. Adam. Your beers. How do you feel about them? Um, yeah. So the um, the Durham Dark Angel Stout. It uh, it did open up. Um, it's still basically the beer I described at the top and like touched on earlier. I think the key is ah closer to room mm-hmm. temperature. The things that I said were disjoint, just kind of knit together, and that was enough to be like, yeah, I will definitely reach for this, especially as a four point three percent that like punches above its weight in the sense that it doesn't feel like it's a weaker okay. stout it feels really yep. well made and all the things work well together and it has the body it needs to regardless of its mm-hmm. alcohol content it's great uh i will keep it in mind i don't remember if it's a regular of their offerings mm. um but uh it could eat at 4.3 percent. it's like the ideal i think sessionable stout because it feels big and boisterous so you will nurse like you will drink it slowly like a good stout but if you want to have a if you want to start with it, you're not like, ah, what else am I going to have? Because you have three in yep. a row and it's fine because it's just 4.3%, sure. right? Um, and then the the Aze, the A's, yeah, the first yeah. chop A's. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's a little warmer. You know, my palate's a little more used to it. And again, I feel like I've just hit the same stride, which is that bitterness is now like, coated my palate and i don't feel that jarring mm. effect so the like sweet melon is still there but it's not like in the way it's not like oh i'm a sweet melon and there's like oh but also this is a bitter beer the bitterness has faded a bit and the sweet melon is there and they are fine they don't fight and that's exactly what nice. you want because it's not like the two tastes were mm-hmm. bad uh it just they seem to be fighting in a moment and as soon as my palate acclimatized it stopped being that fair nice nice 
Good. So, good beers all round this week, which is excellent. Um, and good, good chats, good games that we've uh, touched on and talked about, new releases that we now know about. Um, which is excellent. So there may be more games to talk about next week that we've actually played. Uh, if, 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 if yes, time exactly. comes. Um, we'll see if that quality that Valiant Hearts, the first game, had uh, comes across into the second game. It'll be interesting to see if it's a similar team, considering it's been a chunk of time. Oh, it's mm. been a minute, yeah. But we shall see next week or the week after when we've had some time to put into the new Valiant Hearts release. So, if you'd like to let us know what you've been drinking, what you've been playing, we are at Tanked Up Cast on most of the socials. Uh, you can hit one of us up to get a link to the Discord and come and chat to us whenever you fancy. About beers, games, all sorts of media and other things. Uh, I'm at Nova underscore 47. Adel is... Happy Omnia. Uh, and you should go to Outflies.net as well and look at all of the other things that go on lots of uh, um, articles from Kyle going up about various films and TV shows uh, I know Out of Rupees are going to be covering the Nintendo Direct that came out this week in fact last night night before one of them a couple of days ago maybe who knows time is irrelevant um, and if you only listen to us on your podcast service of choice and you have yet to rate and review us. That would be very, very helpful. But you can go to Outlives.net or the Outlives YouTube page to see the beers that we are drinking as well. And see the unreadable metal logo that I am holding up for everybody over mm-hmm. on the um, video version of the podcast. I think that's all the places we inhabit. All the spaces that we are. The people. The beers. The games. Everywhere that we exist. We've been tanked up. Come back next week. Goodbye. Ciao. www.outoflives.net <laughs>